37 Disney Street, which isn't far from you, three Disney fans have watched a film which they will now review. Hello there friends and welcome to 37 Disney Street. This week we're going to be taking a look at Return to Oz. Isn't that a chicken in there with you? I'm Chris Fletcher. I have always valued my lifelessness. Hi, I'm Hugh Rain. We're a long way from Kansas, Dorothy. I'm Lucinda Rain. <laughs> Hi guys. Hello. Um, we have very few people in the chat today, and that's because uh, somebody forgot to post a link. And then on top of forgetting to post a link, um, I also accidentally, rather stupidly, um, forgot to set everything up as well, so we weren't quite ready to go. But we're here now. Mm-hmm. All is good. And we're going to talk about Return to Oz. Yes. Now, those quotes at the start, uh, we normally get quotes together. I got three, but uh, just in case, but uh, the guys didn't deliver them in the way... Uh, God intended, which on, is you uh, do it. the first one was, <clears throat> Isn't that a chicken in there with you? Oh, yeah. And uh, Lucy should have been like, um, We're a long way from Kansas, Dorothy. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know we were meant to do impressions. I thought they were just quotes. Uh, so, okay, yeah, sometimes it is. <laughs> I have always valued my lifelessness. That's TikTok. And uh, the other one I wrote down was the, because I found it quite sinister was, uh, You may have a nap if you wish. Which is oh. what she says to, to Dorothy when she leaves in her room. You oh, you yeah. go in here and you have to stay oh, here. You yeah. may have a nap if you wish. I quite like that. <gasps> um, Voice over guy in the chat says, oh, it's live. It is. The, <laughs> yes. So so we, we do do this live now. I have just realized that I've put it through public, which means everybody's watching this. So apologies to those of you who have Patreon pals who are, normally have this entirely to themselves. Unless I switch it off and start again, which I'm not. I don't no, want to do. I think it'd be I most basically I've technically messed up. I apologise to everybody, but also anybody who's joining us now who isn't a Patreon pal, this is what we'd normally do on a Patreon show. But mm-hmm. hopefully a little bit more organised than this. It's a test. Absolutely honest. Um, so, what we're going to do today is we're going to talk about Return to Oz, very, very much like our other classic shows. We did one last month on Tron, didn't we? Yes. Um, but we tried to keep these to half an hour now, so we're trying mm. to be a little bit better uh, with our timekeeping, uh, move through the same stuff as we always used to do, but a, but a lick of a pace. With fewer arguments. Yeah, essentially. Well, so <laughs> so far. Yeah. yeah, so far. So um, we're going to talk about the story, mm. then we're going to talk about the visual effects, I've decided to call it now, yep. because it used to be animation, but now we're not talking about animated films all the time, so visual effects, mm. and then we're going to talk about the music, which is... Yes, songs if there's songs, but also soundtrack. And, Sound production. And yeah, all that sort of soundy type stuff. Yep. Um, so, should we jump straight in? Yes. Right. Lucy was looking at the lights then to try and get a sneeze going. I can see <laughs> it. <laughs> there's, there's a really nice, nice light flare above you there if you were yep. to have a go at that. I can see my nose getting pinker as well with all the wiping. Oh, dear. All the more reason to get on. Oh, before I press the story button, though. Yes. Um, we do want our our uh, Patreon pals to chuck in their three-word reviews later on. Mm-hmm. So if you've got three-word review for Return to Oz, let us have it later. Um, and also, if you have a score out of 10, um, in the past we've used the kids for the last 10 points for our scoring. What we're doing now is using our audience. So if you have a score out of 10, you can let us know what it is. Um, I've already had some through on Twitter as well, so we'll keep tabs on that. And then uh, we'll pass those scores uh, into one score... <laughs> One score to rule them all, and yeah. that score is the score that will be used for the mark out of 10 that gives us the round number out of 100. Mm-hmm. On to the story. Mm-hmm. So it's time to discuss how the story goes, I know. It can't be worse than Oliver and 
How do you want to start? Story. Well, have we got any sort of um, expectations going in? I mean, I love this film. So my expectations going in were that I was going to absolutely love this film. Yes. It, it's filled with... it. I grew up watching this and Watership Down, which Oof. is, when you think oh. about it, quite Messed a up. dark childhood. Yeah. <laughs> Me too, actually. Well, uh, I say that, uh, I think I only saw this once as a kid, and I worked out, I must have been four, because I saw it at the cinema. Oh, did you? Four. And, we weren't allowed to go see it at the cinema. Um, Bonnie was freaked out watching it today, and she's eight and a half, so to watch it at four, uh, two things, I remember two things from it. I remember the wheelers, which I thought yep. were called the wheelies, until... Yep. until I'll probably watched it again as a teenager and the only other thing I remember is the uh, woman in the uh, the nurse in the cage at the end oh yeah when she's been that's all I remember I don't, I don't yeah, remember yeah. anything else from uh, the first time I saw it but I've watched it a couple of times since and I love it yeah I've this is one of those films that I have seen bits of on the TV when it's been on and you know when you've turned a film on a third of the way through and then you watch half an hour and then you have to go out and then you don't watch it I must have done that half a dozen times because I think I've seen most of this film but never in sequence and this is the first time I've, I've watched it end to end bookmark to bookmark um, thing is this isn't my kind of kids film I, I totally see that it is Hugh's type of kids' film, knowing the other films that he's into, mm-hmm. things like Dark Crystal. Time Bandits. Things like Time yeah. Bandits. Yeah, yeah. Baron Munchausen. That, that little bit weird, freaky, sinister. Classic yeah, adventure da- Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just not my kind of kids' film. But I have an appreciation for it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And interesting to note, this is the first film, I've, this is my favourite fact, I've said it before, to feature the Walt Disney Pictures ident with the castle with the stripes through it on the blue background, Ooh. albeit without any sound. Yes. First time outing for this, when was it, 1985? There you are. There it is. I, I like how, So sorry, I'm jumping in now. Mm, do I, it. I, li- I like how it's <laughs> structurally it's very similar to The Wizard of Oz. Mm-hmm. You have this bit beforehand, then she goes into a world, then you come back out and it's all resolved. But it literally jumps straight on from the previous um, the previous outing to Oz. I think one of the difficulties of this film is you automatically see it as a sequel to the MGM film, the musical. Mm. And so you've, I think go- going in, having not seen it before, you have an expectation for it to be full of light and beautifulness and colour and... and songs that you can get into and all that sort of stuff and it, it isn't that at all it's far it's grittier isn't it yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting concept that uh, we rejoined Dorothy and um, she's, she's talking about Oz uh, but everyone thinks she's delusional yeah and it's really sad mm. um, and you know you've got to admit it's a pretty dour first 20 minutes well she, she's basically she, they've, they've had a hurricane that has destroyed their house, which is being rebuilt in the background yeah. in, in Wiltshire, Kansas. And uh, we'll talk about that when we get to visual effects. <laughs> and uh, and they're, they're, they're basically, she's gone through this harrowing experience. And let's say that Oz isn't real, just, just to start off. Let's say that Oz isn't real. She's gone through this harrowing experience. And her Auntie M thinks that the solution for the fact that she's been having strange dreams after going through a traumatic experience 
is to take her to a doctor's where they're going to do basically electroshock treatment on her. Yeah. I'm surprised at Auntie M here. It's, it's weird, isn't it? thing is, to me, that seems quite um, in in line with the times, to be honest, because mental illness was not understood to be mental illness. You know, yeah. it's yeah, not yeah, understood yeah. the way it was now. It was an actual illness, as it were. Um, so, yeah, I believe that. thing is, my reading of... I've never read the books. Have you ever read the books? No. no I no, think no. I would like to read the books, yeah, actually. Yeah, I think yeah. I'd better, I'll give them a go. Get better, better go at it. Um, but my understanding from the MGM film is that it was all a dream because the uncle was the scarecrow and the, the yeah. you know, and, and all the rest of it. I don't know who all the other characters were. So that kind of made it seem like it was in her fantasy mind. Uh, I don't take that. I, I think it's a magical land where it's like a mirror of our world. So there are these characters like the that, upside that, down i was gonna say the yeah. upside down Ooh. Or, that, or a multiverse you could argue i'm saying it's a dour first 20 minutes you could argue that that kind of satisfies the uh, the thing about the first film having a sepia tone for the first mm-hmm. first first part of it uh, what's it black and white because it is brown yeah. it is yeah, 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 that yeah, film. yeah it is brown um you know what i mean so it kind of kind of fulfills that that sort of mgm style aspect of it so you're saying that that rather than having a like like that that brown kind of depressing look to it. Mm-hmm. They went for a a brown depressing, depressing storyline. Story yeah, <laughs> yeah. But in yeah. Wizard Almost. of Oz, in Wizard of Oz, she uh, she tries to, she, she decides to run away from home. Um, her dog's being bullied by the next door neighbour. Mm. So it's, it's not much happier, is it? Really, let's be honest. It, there's there's a, a lot of parallels to be drawn, including the fact that all the characters that are in the film uh, in Oz are all people who were there yeah. in, in the beginning of the film. The thing is, that that thing about her being left in the neighbouring town, I, I found upsetting, having a child about the same age. But then her running away from the hospital... Spoilers! They're <laughs> <laughs> yeah. supposed to have watched you it. You should have watched it. Do <laughs> uh, your homework. Her running, yeah, running away from the hospital and getting swept up in a torrent in a river and basically nearly drowning... That's very, very upsetting to me. That's very near-death experience kind of thing. I know that the tornado is, but there's something a little bit fantasy about this spinning house, whereas that is like real It's nowhere near as fun, is it? She gets in a river and she floats down it and she wakes up in Oz. It's not the same as a With a talking chicken. It's not a patch on a flying house. No. Um, Do you know, you don't realise how old Judy Garland is until you compare it to, how do you pronounce Faruza Balk. Balk. Yeah. Uh, she was 10, but she looks a lot younger, doesn't she? She, she looks, does, yeah. She, she looks, looks about really eight. young, yeah. So she looks about, I thought she might, might even been seven or something. Mm. Oh, she was like 14 or 15 was um, Judy Garland, I think. 16. When she did it. Was she 16? 16, 16 and Faruza uh, and is 10. Yeah. Which seems way more appropriate, like, I can, you know, just... Yeah. Not for putting her through that harrowing experience. Well, no, no. but like, you know... <laughs> Uh, but I also made it sad because she's like she she seemed quite similar to Bonnie. Like I, I was just imagining it was Bonnie the whole time. Yeah, yeah, mm. exactly. Well, this is my thing with the the that being swept away in a river thing. It's like absolute hell, you know. Anyway, <laughs> so we've got to Oz. Well, lunch pail. Oh, don't you do you not love those trees? I, I love, love my the thing lunch as a kid. The trees. idea of getting a lunch pail off a tree, but, but you can only take the ones that have fallen off. The thing the thing I've said before is what I absolutely love in films is taking well known iconography. And like messing with it or representing it, mm-hmm. which is why I like Monsters University. Yeah. Because yeah. you've got the door with the warm and you know, all these things that you didn't realize were icons until you watch them again. And this, seeing the yellow brick road 
tattered smashed and to smithereens yeah. is gut wrenching because it's yeah. this thing you're so familiar with, and you're like, what has happened here? It's 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 quite harrowing. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. really like takes your breath away. It does. It's yeah. just something about that classic road bending bits did something to me. I I find the whole the whole setting of of uh, of Oz when they get there as well is just it mm. it's fascinating. It, it's, it, it feels like um, Pompeii. Well, yeah, actually, what I was going to say was it, it feels like uh, um, we were talking on the DLP show last week about Blobbyland. It feels like an abandoned <laughs> theme park. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's got. I like, went Pompeii. In the, you oh, went Blobbyland. <laughs> <laughs> that's the difference yeah. between you two. Yeah, and that's what yeah. I've but also seeing Tin Woodsman, as she calls him, and Cowardly Lion. Like, yeah. turn to stone. And, and not only that, they're both, because, uh, you know, when they come back to life later, they're both mid-battle. So there's something really noble and heroic about they died in battle. He's swinging his axe, and Cowardly Lion was taking a swipe. Yeah. And that's yeah. when they got turned to stone. And you're like, oh, guys, you were fighting to the end. They're so blooming noble. Yeah. It brings a tear to my eye. Do you like... Do we're you getting like- to the cry factor already. Well, no, I've, I was going to ask you a visual effects question, so I'll ask you it later. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But then we so we got those guys. But then what better new crew than TikTok? Yes, Jack Belina, the Grump. Grump. Yeah, is that what Gump. Gump. Yeah, and Belina. Because even Bonnie said we're watching it, and she went, "Oh, isn't it? Isn't it funny how they had like four of them and a pet dog, and this one they've got four of them and but a pet chicken." Yeah, and I was like, "It is. It's the same thing, but like." Different. Not daft that kid, is she? <laughs> do you do you think when they wrote this, Hugh, as as a as a computer game fan, do you think when they built this story, yeah. they were thinking about computer games and and bosses and stuff? Because it's <laughs> got this very. Do, do you know what I mean? It's got it's got this whole sort of thing of that's you, you arrive in Oz and you have to get. Uh, and you have to get to the Emerald City. You get to the Emerald City, and there's a problem there, so you've got to get rid of the the wheelers. Then, uh, then Mombi appears, and you, you've got to escape from Mombi by bringing to life a, a yeah. sofa. And then you've got to go fight the known king. Mm-hmm. Like the whole thing just feels like this. Well, if it wasn't games, made like the, the game in big, if it wasn't yeah, if it wasn't made like uh, probably like eight, through eighty three and eighty four, I'd probably say yeah. But I think it's too early for those kind of games, not, isn't not, it? Not, not a... Oh, um, like a, like a text-adventure uh, game. text-adventure game, yeah. Could yeah. be. That's, that's the kind of thing I've, it feels that, like to but me. That does bring to mind the fact that as I was watching it, it did feel like, right, we've got to do this bit, then we've got to do this bit, yeah. then we've got to do this bit. Go and, retru- and keys play a big part in it as well. The yeah. key that she finds right at the start is the one that gets her into the room to wind up TikTok, who's it, got keys in his back. Is it a motif? Or is it just lazy? <laughs> <laughs> and then they have to retrieve the key from Mombi's, uh, from, from Mombi to go to the cabinet and go to the right head. How sinister is that? Is that head waking up? Heavy duty. This is so it. When they all do- start screaming. It doesn't just remind me of all Hugh's tele- Terry Gilliam films that he loves. It reminds me of what's this film? Hugh's going to tell me what this film is. Pan's Labyrinth. Pan's Labyrinth. Pan's Labyrinth. The whole thing's got for, that feeling. For, it? Yeah. For listeners, not viewers, I was just holding the palms of my hands in front of my eyes, and if you've seen Pan's Labyrinth, it you'll is know very what Pan's Labyrinth. Well, I've yeah. not that. It's children well, dealing with dealing with real life trauma and their mm. imaginations. It's exactly the same thing. Fundamentally, yeah. And it's and, also and, like Coraline. It's all that that yeah. that kind of thing, isn't it? It's harrowing, and she's going to mm. keep her in a tower until she's pretty enough to take her head off. The, the pretty Mombi is um, is in Young Sherlock Holmes. All oh, right, she's she's Sherlock Holmes's uh, bit of rough. Mm. 
I love that film as well, by the way. I, you, I oh, I like Disney. that one. I, would do I that like film. that one. Oh, I'd love to do that. Do you one. know what got me? What? When Jack's head fell off. When the, I recently, <laughs> I have been getting very invested in uh, traumatic events in stories. Like I, we went to see a play today, and I gasped when a sausage fell in a puddle. Um, like, but like too much. Like, like I was actually there on, on stage with them, and um, I was very, very upset when that pumpkin's head fell off I was like oh my god how are they going to get it he's not going to do it he's going to be falling do you know who plays Jack no yes I knew you would yes uh, Brian Henson there's two people that portray him the uh, Brian son Henson, of Bri- Jim Brian Henson does the voice and half of the uh, I suppose he does because it's like a puppet but also there seems yeah. to be a skinny guy sometimes is just yeah. dressed as him so, which uh, I forget the other guy's name unfortunately Sorry. Uh, do you know what? I should look it up. It's only fair, you know. Anyway, carry on. <laughs> but the voice is Brian Henson, is it? Yeah. Excellent. Good trivia. Good trivia. So I, I guess I'm going to jump on a bit, but they escape, don't they? And then they head off to, to the Gnome King, to the, to the Gnome King's mountain, mm. where they have to, because they're trying to rescue the Scarecrow. And to rescue the Scarecrow, they get basically told, you can go into a room full of objects and you have to touch them and say the word Oz. And if it's him, you get him. And if you guess him wrong three times, then you become one of the objects. Stuart Harvey Wilson. Okay. Is that Interesting. Right? Is that right? Wow. And again, I know I keep doing that really boring thing where I go, it's like this and it's like that. But that is like um, Raiders of the Lost Ark, isn't it? No? Is that the one? The other one. The other one. No, the, yeah, the first one. Yeah, no, 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 the first one. Where do they have to drink the Holy Grail? The first, yeah, that one. The yeah. The Lost Ark, you're right. It you're is. Right. The Lost Ark. Um, <laughs> it's very like that. But I also was a little... When it turned out to be the giant emerald, I was like... Yeah, of course. Why did not... Why were you, you know, tapping silver cups? Yeah, it's a bit annoying that she accidentally bumps into it on her last guess and she goes, oh, maybe this one. Yeah. Here's a thing though, right? Because TikTok says, uh, no, I have not run down... Uh, <laughs> I am just <laughs> not a rundown. I'm a very rundown. It's a really weird, is like, not Russian? Me- no, it's a not Mexican accent, isn't it? That- Dorothy. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. I, I have not, I have not <laughs> run down. <laughs> I didn't get that. I need, <laughs> I need to. Uh, That's almost as good as my Nicholas Cage guess, impression. I'm going to guess wrong. And then you have to guess. And he, and he, get, he I guesses love- wrong. And then she can't see him. She'll have to know. she didn't book, learn the lesson. That was a great she? plan, though. Oh, that no, was, a great plan. Yeah, but, actually, it doesn't come to anything does no, it no she but, doesn't even sort of acknowledge what he's become she goes over and looks at a table and I couldn't work out which because there was like eight objects on the table and I couldn't work out which one was new TikTok no. and then she just wandered in a different direction and didn't make any conclusions but with, TikTok would have been very disappointed in her as someone who's watched it before as she walked into that room she walked past so many green things that I don't think the the makers of the film had thought it through that room properly because mm. the whole idea was he was green and the other ones that had been transformed were green as well but loads of the stuff in there was green so were they, were they other people that would have been revealed if it had happened if she touched, touched them or or not we'll never, we'll never know will we we'll just never plot know plot holes I think the Gnome King has uh, a fair point his, his motivation is excellent he's like well hang on a minute you, all my things have been stolen. All I did was take them back. It's like the Elgin marbles, babes. Don't you love it when they're drinking molten lava? Or uh, yeah. Or molten silver, isn't it? Yeah, it's molten silver. And uh, was it lime what? lime cakes? Yeah. Some kind of lime. That was always one of my favourite things. I always thought, oh, I'm quite 
fucking absolutely <laughs> cozy that, doesn't it? And I love his voice as well. Yeah. That's more sound production, I suppose. Um, yeah, that's uh, Nicole Williamson plays that part and the Doctor at the start. Because I was saying to Bonnie, I said, does he sound familiar? I was trying to, you know, kind of <laughs> prompt her. Oh, I didn't make that connection. Ooh, I right. did not. And the two guys were the wheelers as well. The two guys that wheeled her in. Because every time you hear the wheelers, you hear the sound of, of the... The car I didn't make that connection. Oh, it's on, there's either. a pumpkin in there. There's so much. I, it's all iconic. callback. There's all. There's so much callback. Yeah, there. every last little thing. Bonnie got that like before I did really because when at the end. Well, I get, never noticed before when, this time I watched. I, it. I didn't. But when at the end he goes, "Mom," and, and he realizes Ozma, and then Bonnie was like, "Oh my god, that's the girl from the hospital who gave her the pumpkin." Oh yeah, I got that. Yeah, I got the girl from the hospital bit. That that, that was that was obvious. <laughs> Obvs. Obvious, but I didn't get the wheelers thing. Yeah, there you are. Yeah. Any more on story before we... Uh... That's all I've got for story, really. Should we what, start? What do you think to the resolution with her being found downstream? I mean, I, do you know a what? A little bit lazy. Her parents were suitably upset. Her, sorry, her aunt and uncle were suitably upset there. You know, it really annoys mm. me when kids go missing for days in movies and then the parents send up and go, oh, there you are. Yeah. Oh, I, <laughs> uh, thank God you're alive. Yeah, anyway. not hysterical and sobbing. But by that time, <laughs> um, they just wanted to get the film over, didn't they? So... Mm. Fair enough, fair enough. Which is no different, really, to Labyrinth, where and they get back and they're just like, yeah, that's Also, it, the they did basically just repeat the the end of the first film with the whole, oh, we want you to be queen. Oh, no, I can't. I need to go home. You're the best friends I ever well, made. Uh, I thought there'd be some criticism about, hang on a minute, this egg turned out to be poison. Oh, Oh, I forgot Sorry, about, forgot I needed about the to egg. discuss didn't... that. I don't I don't understand the egg. Did I did I miss excuse me an Easter egg earlier in the film that explained know, that? Because I did not get it's that. It's a term it's a it's a two bit film buff term that I don't like to use. <laughs> Deus ex machina. Yeah. But God anyone who machine. says that, may I remind you, Dorothy throws water on the witch out of nowhere, based on nothing, yeah. and it melts her. Yeah. So there is precedence and I think uh, in that vein I love the fact that they, and they also, build it up the whole also, way through. Belinda, is it Belinda or Belina? Belina. Belina. Belina uh, hasn't laid an egg, so there's that build up. And, and every time, and, and, and every they, time going, they said that she has a chicken yeah, with her. has a chicken. That's higher. She has a chicken. Yeah. Um, so they kind of hints that there's a problem, but you don't know. But what it's it is. falling in his mouth. I, I know it's mouth? silly, but it is a kids' film. But Was I, it his mouth? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. I, I, I love it. I love that thing where it's just going. Don't you know? And he's already melting. The eggs are poison. Do do gnomes. And everyone's going poison, poison. He's brilliant. It is I love really it. Good. I love it. I agree. I, I just the whole agree. film's exciting, which is why I give it a nine. Oh, Lucy. Oh, we scary. Scary story. Okay, I will. For me, well. No, it is. It's a good adventure romp. It's a good adventure romp. There were a few things that were very reminiscent of other things, but there were some also some extremely sinister things. I will give it for story a eight. Oh. I've written here, the stakes are high and the distress is <laughs> constant in this one. The characters are grotesque. The whole thing feels very punk. But then we have this ragtag group who inadvertently saved the day. I've given it a nine. Mm. It's a bit of class. Well... But speaking of those wheelers and the punks, that's the one thing that's like really dated badly. Is everything <laughs> yeah. about the, those wheelers? Like, I was saving that for special effects. Yeah, that, that's actually. the one yeah. thing. That's the way they, the way they talk and they're like, <laughs> you got an egg in there. And I, I thought, is that a young Bobcat Althwaite? 
Is that his name? <laughs> yeah. But it's, yeah. But it's not him. Because at one point he goes, have you got a chicken in there? Yeah, someone um, trying to do... And his purple sprayed hair, which has gone onto his scalp and like the makeup. It's, uh, oh, it's like, it's two things that I'm not really interested in. Sorry to offend anyone, which is circus performing yeah. and, and punks. It's very steampunk and I don't like that aesthetic. Mm. Uh, but the wheelers terrified me as a kid, yeah, which is daft because they're not that scary. Visual yeah. effects? Oh yeah, let's get on mm. to it. We need to tell more about the wheelers. We love visual effects And with them the film is lifted Animation CGI And the sets and models too It's quite long, is that? Is that new? (laughs) Yes, it's new. Who sent us it? Who sent us it? That's outstanding, Christopher. (laughs) Well, let's go to the wheelers then. The thing is... I like practical visual effects over anything, any other kind of animation. Mm-hmm. But the problem with them is you can just see exactly what they are. I think that's what you're trying to say, Hugh. You can, there's no kind of uh, cinema magic to those guys. It's mm. it's a it's a two bit circus uh, trope, basically. Mm-hmm. And and the way they've kind of um, done them up is incredibly eighties. And you're right with like the hairspray and. And the, the faces on the top of the masks. There's nothing. I, I don't know what I'm trying to. There's nothing magical about it to me. Even though I do agree, they're quite magical creatures in the context of the film. It it's ruined by knowing what that that the dudes basically. The, this is the wheelers. Yeah. Not, but not overall. That's, oh, that's, that's the wheelers. Yeah. Because basically, Hugh had already kind of tipped us individual effects. So I was just picking up his mantle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, here's the thing, right? Um. The first thing I noticed watching this film was, look, for Kansas, it doesn't look very deserty, and there's there's an awful lot of dull dull clouds in the sky. It's cold, and then isn't it? They get in the car to drive off, and they go into a field, and I thought that that looks like England. That that there's no way that's Kansas. So I went and looked it up, and it's Wiltshire. Oh, <laughs> so I did the whole like... thing. The whole thing's filmed in, in the UK, mm. and and oh. uh, I just found that quite interesting. That I spotted that straight away. Yeah, I was quite pleased to have spotted that. Uh, that's that's my real thing, but my big <laughs> takeaway is is the uh, the stop motion animation. Oh, the rock, the rock. It, it's, um, it's first class. It's Will uh, Vinton, isn't it? Of California Raisin fame. <laughs> it's a hit. It is. Right. It, it is. It's first class. It's top top rate stuff. Like the the flat the the the, the sort of scout that keeps coming back to talk to, yeah. the, to the king. Uh, I can't work out how that's done because it's all flat. But then when they change the eyes and the mouth still, the mouth doesn't budge like a millimeter so it's all very carefully done but i just i don't know what materials are using it's so so cool at what point right when you're watching the gnome king the big scene with the gnome king mm-hmm. did you realize he wasn't stop motion anymore and it was a guy in a, in a suit yeah. really, with with his red lips and stuff right, when you start you seeing eyes. the tear line i yeah. think i think when they did that they should have they should have did it in black and white or turn the saturation down? Yeah, because everything's yeah. grey anyway. Uh, but then you can see the pink of his eyes, which yeah, is a yeah, shame. Yeah, yeah. Just, it, it was weird. I'd never noticed it before. And suddenly... I, oh, I always noticed that. Right. <laughs> I'd never thought about it before, it I is, suppose. It's disappointing because I love the animation of, of the Gnome King. N-O-M-E, by the way. Gnome. Gnome. Uh, no G. Um, you get one of these. Um... Yeah, what, it's at, saying like, gnome instead of gnome? It, it, yes, it's saying, saying gnome. Um, I, if... <laughs> <laughs> what was I saying? Yeah, what like because I love the animation of him so much. When he turns into a human, I'm like, oh, I don't like it. I'm like, I don't want this. I want him to be 
I want it to be animated again because it's so cool. And the, the the way those hands open doorways, the, those those clawing hands, is really cool. Yeah, you know, before yeah, you yeah, go yeah, into yeah, that yeah. Room. Man, um, it's good stuff. I've realised in my notes here, I didn't put Blobby Land. I, I what I wrote here, <laughs> what I wrote here was. When she arrives in Oz, it has a feeling of a folly in disrepair. Mm. Oh, it that, reminded that's me better of than Blobby Land. Forbidden Corner. Mm. Yeah. If you'd left it for, for a couple of years and stuff has started to grow around it. Do you know, we don't see much, do we? Uh, you see the desert. Well, the there's, the, there's the Gnome desert. Kingdom and Oz and then the desert in the middle. And that's the whole of Oz that you see. I tell you what was a good effect. Uh, the um, wheelers falling onto the sand and then mm. becoming sand. Mm. You couldn't see the join. Well, you probably could if you watched it a few times. <laughs> I personally couldn't see the join. No, it's just got it's got a lovely feel to it. This film, yes, um, it's you know it's all pretty much practical, isn't it? So it's just that nice eighties feeling. Yeah, the the puppetry of of Jack is really good as well. Isn't yeah, it? The, the way he's even head just bounces. the guy in a suit, where even when it's just the guy like the tall guy, mm. he just it he's just very very good. But isn't <clears throat> TikTok the best? I love TikTok, man. I love TikTok. And also TikTok uh, is like one of the first ever robots in literature, not referred to as a robot, but because he's like a, a clockwork man, he's one of the first ever robots in literature. Because they weren't really a thing, but then like, this mechanical man, you know, it fits the description of a robot, a robot. The, uh, the Scarecrow was a, a mime artist, wasn't he? And I can't remember his name. But he's got he's got one of those funny names like Haircomb or something like that. Like, <laughs> I can't remember his name. Deep uh, Roy is it Deep Roy? No, Deep Roy isn't it? Is uh, the Tin Man? Yeah, he's the Tin Man. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I can't I can't remember who the guy is. But um, yeah, he, he's a mime artist. I think he, has, he only has two lines in the whole thing anyway. Mm. Because none of those characters from the who, who you think of as being synonymous with Oz really say anything, do they? Because no, all, as creative as, his face doesn't move. No, as Scarecrow. Is creative as all the. Um, practical effects, effects where there was some dodgy sort of green screen, poor f- focus pulling on the the flying sofa a bit and <laughs> and falling Jack and things. That that was. A, I mean, I'm not saying they could have done better. They didn't have computers like we do now. But when you're used to watching what we're used to watching, it was a little bit janky. Speaking of janky, we a lot of Bonnie's understanding of films now is from watching Corridor Crew, and they say janky a lot. And yeah. she said today, having watched a lot of Corridor Crew, she said it must have been so much harder to make a film in those days because she knew that they had to make everything for real. Yeah. Or you know, well CGI was in its early days then, wasn't it? Yeah. Early formations, and we we're just starting to see it. And was there any in this film? Not that I know. I don't of. think so. I don't think I saw any. Is there some like uh, squash and stretch things on Jack's head, or is it all like? Like physical stretching because his head does bounce up and down sometimes. No, I think I think it's all just natural movement of the material, is. isn't it? Yeah, I think so. <clears throat> Rank it, yeah. Me, yeah, you. Um, <laughs> outstanding problem solving, practical effects for the time. The wheelers ruin it a bit for me, and there are some questionable compositing elements. I'm going to give it a seven. Um. I agree with you on what you're saying, but I think the stop motion is of such a standard that it's worthy of an eight. Okay. I think it's of a, such a standard that I'm going to give it, and the whole film in general, a nine, just for look and feel. 
The tones are really good as well, actually. The, like the, the the colors that you get when you first arrive in Oz, it's not all bright and colorful like it like it is when they get there in Wizard of Oz. It's not this bright, wonderful place. It's damaged. Yeah. And, and it, they, I, I, I really I like the dirginess of it. I know you don't like that, those kind of things generally, <laughs> but I do. I like the dirginess of it. Cool. Music. Yes. Um, is it just me or is is are some of the themes in this iconic? I can't remember it. <laughs> is that playing on the Storybook Boatland ride? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it might be. Yeah. yeah. TikTok has his own theme when he turns up, he and does. Ah, I think when I first started listening to the score, because it's it's very scored throughout as well, isn't it? There's music mm. constantly, apart from like the, the the low bits where it shouldn't have it. There's little incidental bits. When I first started listening, I thought, is this the Ghostbusters guy? Because it, but but the more I listen to it, I thought, it's not quirky enough for that. But no, it's quite it's quite grand. Yeah, but I, particularly in the first twenty minutes, it's, mm. it's got a real. Um, but it does it has a real old time film feel to it it's one of the things I forgot to say in the story I think if you didn't know what you were watching and you just turned this on on a Sunday afternoon you'd turn it off after five minutes because there's just there's nothing going on to grab you at all in the, that opening no. 20 minutes of the film but yeah I, I think the music in it personally is great where I have issue is it seems like they've recorded all of the audio in a cave, like completely in a cave. Not just the Gnome King's bits, but everything, everywhere is so echoey. Mm. Every single person's voice at every single moment has got echo and reverb in it, and it's it's a bit much. That's it's true, distracting. Actually. But um, I like, I love it in the bits where they're, they're touching the, the ornaments and, oh, say, fine and saying ours, and it's echoey. There's something really powerful about that. Well, it's a like, massive big open room, and, yeah, and, and but, they're in a cave as well. So at that point in time, it's fine. And I guess, actually, if you think about it, when they're with TikTok in the room there, it's it's like an enclosed, quite an enclosed space, but it's big, it would be echoey. Mm. And when they're in the Emerald City and they're outside in that bit, it would be there as well. It's just everywhere is vast and big and echoey, and so it, it, it's quite distracting, I think, throughout the film. That's my view of it anyway. Yeah, well, I remember that the, the main theme is like it's so eighties and nostalgic, isn't it? Mm. Um, but uh, there's nothing massively like memorable about the score. I mean, the, the, there are those bits you mentioned, but um, it's not like people talk about it now or anything, is I it? Do. Um, well, unless we're making a podcast. Um, <laughs> but it's it's the sound design for me. It's all the callback noises, like the trolley in the hospital, yeah, yeah. which is the sound of the wheelers and. Um, what else is there? Is there anything else? Is that it? I can't <laughs> think. But the sound design in general is just—it's just really nice. Um, all the rock noises. I mean, yet yeah, the, the wheeler noise is terrifying when you're four, <laughs> like I was. And and it would be being being strapped into a chair in, into a trolley and wheeled down down a corridor is mm. pretty harrowing, isn't it? The only thing I remember is Dorothy. And that's, that's a There's a bit where, she's looking, look, bit where she's looking out the window talking to the wheelers and her voice goes really deep. Yeah. And she's like... like yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a bit where mom becomes out and shouts at the wheelers to go to the Gnome King's mountain mm. and she's overdubbed with what sounds like a man's voice. Yeah, it's very <laughs> odd. I just think she's just growling a bit. 
Yeah, I think she is. She's just, she's giving it all, and she's giving a performance. Mm. Yeah. Um, I have not much more to say about music than that. No. Um, for me, that that tune is one of the things that's always stuck in my head. It's something that I I just love. That That is Oz to me. So when I went to DLP for the first time and that was playing, and, and I was like, and I and when I spoke to an American person who was on the boat with me the second time he went, who said I didn't think that the Wizard of Oz was Disney, and I said, well, it's not, but Return to Oz is. Yeah, they never get it. I, I hear that almost every time we go on that ride. Someone going, like, why is Wizard of Oz here? Yeah, yeah there you are. Um, score it. Yeah, go on then. Uh, you first. Oh, time. Well, for me, it's a nine um, because wow. I just love that piece of music. It, it, it's literally a very personal thing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give it a hearty seven. Ooh. Uh, sa- for, mostly for the sound production, but some, some good scoring. Nothing particularly memorable, though. I will also give it a seven. Ooh. Um, do you want the other scores now, then? What do we do next? What about the people in the chat? Yeah. Do they want to contribute scores or Well, I'd rather not word? scores because I've given lots of time to give me scores so that I've already got a score rating calculated and done. If people start putting it in, I have to start sitting around and doing calculations but again. three-word reviews, you Three-word right? reviews, yes. Give us three-word three reviews. reviews. And we'll go through those in a second. Yeah. In the meantime, let's pass the scores. Yes. Mm. Pass the scores, please. <laughs> Um, well, it came out as eight point two, so I figure we'd give that an eight because uh, we're okay. rounding we're rounding down there because it's less than five. I've got the score then. You've got a score, a big score actually. Ooh, uh, it's eighty one. Eighty one. Respectable, respectable. That's more than respectable. Eighty one. Let's see here. Rise of Skywalker. Eight, as if we give Rise of Skywalker <laughs> eighty three. I know. If we did that film again now, I don't think. It'd yeah, we need to go back to that entire trilogy. Would just be like. I, I still love in it. In the low 60s. I still uh, love it. 80, any 81s here? Let's have a look on my old list. <laughs> uh, do you know, I, I like that we, uh, I never put this in order and it's just a struggle every time. 81, Big Hero 6. Uh, there That's we are. About, is, that, oh, is it as good as, uh, as Big Luca. Hero 6? It was, Luca says 81. It was a surprise it? hit for me was Big Hero 6. Yes, I like Big Hero 6 a lot. I would like to watch Luca again. Pinocchio 81. There we go. I used to have never been a Pinocchio fan. Yeah, same reasons, same reasons. <laughs> it's a bit dark and sinister. Uh, do you want to do three-word reviews? Yeah, three-word reviews we've had in the chat then. Uh, creepy, nostalgic, brilliant. I like that. And we've had Cheers, might watch, <laughs> from voiceover guy. Um, and John Parker says, bleak, dark, but fun. That is four words, but I'll allow that. Hyphenated the but fun. But yeah, fun. But <laughs> don't hyphenate but fun. Crikey. Don't, don't, it's not a double T. It's okay. <laughs> Uh, cry Factor? So Why hang not? on. Ooh. Favourite bits. Ooh, favourite bits. Hmm? I was going to say, there's a total of six words there for two three-word reviews and three of them are bleak, dark and creepy. Yeah, yeah but in a good way, That's yeah. about yeah. right. Favourite bits then, go on. Uh, well, when me and Bonnie really liked when TikTok doffs his helmet and he reveals his little shiny bald head. <laughs> He's so cute. He's very cute. Uh, and also, uh, the come on, this quote. Um, oh, it's, Jack says it. He says, uh, I was reaching for the cup to do the TikTok voice, but I won't. It's, um, if his brains run down, how can he talk? Happens to people all the time, Jack. It's one of those where you, where you go, mm, yes, yeah. very. Oh, she's so right. Yeah. How astute. Very appropriate. <laughs> very apposite. Mm. Yeah. It's a good quote, man. It is a good pro- quote. Mm. Um, 
Go on, Lucy. I like it when Dorothy gets it, when TikTok's like crying oil um, oh. at the end and mm. she gets out a hanky to wipe it away. There's just something so mature and adult and motherly about the way she does it. It's really like, just no fuss, but very loving. And it made me, I liked it. There's two things for me. The first one is, um, I just love the idea of a woman who can swap her heads. There's just there's something about that whole the Wurzel gummage of women. Is that your kink? There's just something about that whole Mombi thing as an idea, as a concept that I just love. And so the whole mm. bit of her trying to get the key and then going and getting when when she gets the key and she opens the the cabinet and gets the um whatever it's life called. life powder or something, life, whatever it's called, bringing yeah. to life powder yeah. stuff. And they all, all of a sudden, all their eyes open. I just love that bit. I mm. really, really love it. The other bit for me is the whole piece with the Gnome King, the whole conversational piece of them sat there. Because he's, a, for, for a protagonist, he's a very reasonable man. And and uh, so, so he's actually quite likeable. Mm. Right up to the point where, where he uh, um, tries to eat the, the uh, Jack and, and ends up with a, an egg in his mouth. Egg on his face. He's, yeah. He's Uh-oh. a very, very likeable person. I have on my face. Mm. Um, so yeah those are my favourite bits I think and what you're saying about the heads though as well is I like the fact that uh, Jack says she locked me in here but she was wearing head 17 or whatever at the time so she probably doesn't remember that I'm up here but when she puts her head back on he's in trouble <laughs> yes. it's an interesting idea cry factor yes <laughs> it's absolutely beautiful he really loves it I don't know why they just can't be together <laughs> Hugh's cry factor it's, it's, do you know what? The crying factor is bubbling away throughout this whole thing for me. Uh, just because I love the film so much, but uh, also I must have been tired. But it makes me really sad when Auntie M says, what did I tell you? And Dorothy says, sadly, not to talk about Oz because it's just in my imagination. And you're like, oh, but it isn't, Dorothy. Uh, it's so sad. And then it she, is. And then, she sends, <laughs> and then when she sends Toto home as they go off to the hospital, you know, it's all in the first few moments. And you're like, oh, my God. And poor Toto's like howling. You know, I'm already at a three at that point. But then uh, it's TikTok. It's just his unwavering loyalty. I just, like, you know, like, when uh, when she's in trouble and he's just immediately like, I'm coming, Dorothy. You know, oh, yes, he is. You know, he's, he's your pal. He'll help you out. And uh, and um, when, what's this, uh, when he cries. Oh, yeah, when, and when he cries, like Lucy said, that, that, that bit's sad. Mm. And uh, Jack calling Dorothy his mom. It's really sweet. He's like, I know you're not my mom, but do you mind if I call you my mom? You're like, oh man, it's so sweet. It does come, kind Stop of come it. out of nowhere. But though, when they flew out, when they flew out of the Emerald City, it just got me. I was like, oh yes, they can fly, they can do it. And then they fly over the wall, and you're like, yes, guys, you did it. <laughs> so I'm gonna give it a four. I don't think I think most people wouldn't get up to a four, which is pretty severe crying. But it's, you're hormonal, it's, aren't you? It's, it's not ugly crying from Up or Toy Story Two. Uh, it's just less than that but I think most people would say it's three but for me I'm giving this a four and that sounds like this four teardrops it's a huge amount of trauma to get through so it is the the highs are really high because the lows are so low I mean I think you can explain how messed up late Gen X early uh, millennials are by just watching 80s kids films because they were really you know snowman they emotionally scattered (laughs) He, they didn't. They didn't coddle anything. There was no uplifting messages at all. It was just trauma. It's funny that you say that because I've watched Peter Pan and Wendy today, 
um, with Lucas. And uh, do you know what? Personally, I think it's a pretty decent film. But okay. um, because they these days in films, everybody's got to have a reason for doing what they're doing. There's a bit of a backstory between Hook and Pan. And uh, it means that Hook's not altogether bad, which... Mm. Kind of changes who he is as a yeah. character, and and yeah, back in the seventies, eighties, you wouldn't even think that people were bad because they were bad. There wasn't ever any reason behind it. I kind of like that new trend personally. I do quite like it, but it it does definitely change how you look at things. Yeah, Philippa says that just gave me a heart attack. I think she, it was the crying jingle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I congratulated think. me on my four perfect teardrops because I, oh, I sometimes struggle. It. I know. We, we expect perfection from you, Huey. I do so, those live, people, if you're listening. Live with a pencil on my cheek. So what's next, chaps? Because mm. uh, we need to pick another film now, and uh, all you Patreon pals, you'll get an opportunity to do that. Um, I'm changing my film. I'm making a change up. I'm sticking to mine. That's allowed, isn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'm sticking to Blackbeard's Ghost. Mm. I'm going for Muppet Treasure Island. Ooh. I want to look at Swiss Family Robinson. Ooh, which one? The first one. <laughs> what do you mean, which one? What's the other There's one? I've made it like three times. Oh, no. Which one we watched? I, the, I've 50s. only seen one. I think it's a 50s, 50s one. Right, okay. That one. Yeah. Cool. So, uh, well, With the Swiss I, I bet, I bet we'll end up doing Muppet Treasure Island. Muppet Treasure Island, Blackbeard's Hang Ghost. On. Blackbeard's Ghost. There's it's, two pirate options the there. The Muppet Christmas Carol. There's three. Is there's... it called Muppet's Treasure Island? Muppet's Treasure Island, yeah. Okay, because the, the the naming convention is just it's wild on this franchise. I think it's Muppet's Treasure Island. Muppet's Treasure Island, yeah. yeah. I think... <laughs> Blackbeard's Ghost. I don't, I don't even know what that is, Blackbeard's Ghost. Do you know what? I have got... I probably saw it once when I was about eight and I've got this really fond memory of it being a brilliant film and I genuinely don't know if it is or not. And I, I haven't watched it since, so I might watch it now and be like, oh my God, this is awful. But then they're the but best then that, kind of that's, <laughs> that's the joy. I just have a memory of really enjoying this film when I was young. It's uh, got Dean... Uh, who did Herbie? Uh, yeah, uh, him. Him. The musical. The guy who's in, in lots of musicals. Um, I don't think he's in musicals, really. Is he? Not? Uh, well, he was. No, he, he, company. he was. He, oh, he, yes, he was. He was, you're right. Dean Jones. Uh, Jones Dean Jones, yeah. Dean Jones, bad guy out of Beethoven. Um, so it's it's got him in the lead role. And I just remember it being a really cosy, cosy thing. Oh, I like him. That'd I'm pitching it. I'm pitching it. Everyone vote for Blackbeard's Ghost. Come on. Oh, Philippa Treasure Island. Philippa liked Muppet my teardrops. She said they were fantastic. There we go. I'm, I'm glad you think they fantastic. Thanks, Philippa. Good. Well, I think that's it, isn't it, for today? It certainly is. End of show. We'll uh, we'll do another one next month. Then we'll stack, stick all the stuff in Patreon as usual. Um, this show will be available. You'll already know this if you're listening to it, but it'll be available tomorrow at some point. So if you're listening to this, I've already done it. If you're not listening to it, then I don't know who I'm talking to really. <laughs> <laughs> so on that note, uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.